Yo, football fans, it's Monday, which means it's time for another episode of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in today's guests, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page, see all my content, videos, streams, whatever. Also, check out the uh, Big D Podcast for all your audio gurus on Spotify and Apple. So if anybody would have seen yesterday's AFC division round between the Cincinnati Bengals and Buffalo Bills, the Bengals won 27-10. And here the talk about the Bills is half of the Mafia cast and joining and living in Meridian, Idaho. That's right, Meridian, Idaho. <laughs> Ronnie Eastman. So Ronnie, uh what happened to your bills yesterday? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They they didn't show up. Uh, <laughs> no, I think um, I think they ran out of gas with everything that's been going on this season, uh, with all the injuries, the off the field stuff, uh, Demar Hamlin. Um, I mean, even go back to before the season started with the uh, the top supermarket shooting, uh, Dawson Knox's brother passing. There's just so much that happened to this team. I think emotionally they were they were out of gas. They that emotional tank was on E. Yeah, if you go through with the uh, tractor shooting in Buffalo, Dawson Knox's brother dying, the Bills could not just seeing one buzzer, but two. One where the Bills played a home game in Detroit, and another one during the holidays, and then of course yeah. the Lamar Hamlin situation. Oh, and on top of it, Von Miller towards ACL. And my guy was lost for the season too. Like there was a lot. <laughs> that's more than that's more than a few Super Bowl. That's more than a few teams went through. Yeah, it is for sure. But I mean, going into the year with the Bills, well, everybody's Super Bowl picks. I mean, I thought the Bills were going to end up not just in the Super Bowl, but winning. It, and yet it feels like Buffalo let down. All of Bill's Mafia yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you know, you would have liked to have seen the team put up a better fight than they did. Like, it, it literally looked like they did not – they didn't belong. But, like I said, I just think there was just too much going on and everything just finally came to a head yesterday, and they just did not have anything left to give. You know, these guys will be back next year. Uh, the team, I'm sure, will make some changes in the offseason, and uh, we'll take another run at it. Uh, you know, game planning is such a big, big deal in postseason football. And uh, Buff and Cincinnati's game plan was simple: run the ball, quick, short passes. Because without three starting linemen, the Bengals knew that Joe Burr couldn't hold the ball long. But Buffalo's game plan was basically. I guess have Josh Allen win the game. I mean, I don't know about you, but <laughs> Buffalo's game plan, game plan this year has been Josh Allen, you win the game for us. Yeah, that's been a lot of it. And I know there's a lot of, you know, Bills fans are kind of getting on uh, Ken Dorsey and they have been for about half the season now. But just to remind people, he's essentially a rookie in his role. This is his first year as an OC. This is his first year uh, calling plays. Uh, I do think the team, the coaching staff, him included, will go back and kind of look at the whole the season as a whole, learn from it, and and hopefully build a better game plan going forward. I for me, I am willing to give him another season to see what he can do next year with this offense because the weapons are there. Uh, I do think they need to kind of bolster that offensive line. 
particularly the guard positions. But uh, if, I think if they do that and then they can learn from some of the things from this past season as far as play calling and the offense goes, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, well, you, yeah. How about how about these stats yesterday? The Cincinnati Bengals, despite not having three linemen, ran the ball for 172 yards, and Buffalo ran the ball for 63 yards. And shocker, Josh Allen led the team in rushing for like the 15th <laughs> straight playoff game. What else is new? Yeah. And he didn't even have that many yards either. So <laughs> he didn't hit. I mean, be honest, when I saw the still, I'm like, Josh Allen's going to run the ball about 15 times in this game, and yet the Bills didn't have any design runs until the the game was out of hand, pretty much. Yeah, and I think, you know, I like James Cook as a running back, and I think going forward, he's probably going to be the number one. I don't think Devin Singletary comes back uh, unless it's on a reduced or unless he's willing to accept a lesser contract than maybe what he can get on the open market. I don't know. We'll see. There are a number of really good running backs going to be available in the free agent uh, this offseason. But I like him as the number one. As far as James Cook goes, they've got to improve that offensive line because what we're seeing in the last few weeks is defenses are focusing on keeping Allen in the pocket. And when they do that, they can bring and kind of close the pocket in around him because their guys just cannot protect long enough. So, uh, I think that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's the key. You got to bolster that offensive line. I don't really mind if the team wants to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game and run it 20, as long as you're being efficient, regardless of what you're doing. That, at the end of the day, is, is what's important. Um, but they kept getting into third and longs yesterday, the run game. They kind of abandoned it pretty early, I think. I, I think they got down by seven, and then they had the three and out, and got down by 14. And I think at that point, Ken Dorsey kind of, maybe uh, panicked a little bit and said, Josh, do something. <laughs> Help me out. And, uh, you know, starts trying to force things down the field. Yeah, I saw a third down, I think it was third and interest, a third and one play early in the third quarter where the Bills threw a deep pass down the sideline to, a, I think it was Gabriel Davis. And and then Bills punted the next play. And I'm like, why didn't the Bill? And then I thought, why didn't the Bill just run Josh Allen quarterback Powell in that play that would have made sense <laughs> yeah I think Ken Dorsey is trying to protect Josh as far as that goes because there have not been a lot of design runs this season for him especially later part of the year which may have something to do with the elbow injury that he had early um, maybe that was part of it but yeah the design runs were not there uh, you go back and you look at the majority of his rushing yards comes from him getting out of the pocket and running on his own so uh, it would have been nice to see a little bit, a few more design runs at least. Uh, I'm not saying we want to run him 10, 15 times a game, but in, in ideal moments when you need it, like it's our power back essentially. So we should use them. As far as the deep shots down the field, I will say this. You look at the one to Gabe Davis down the sideline, that hit Gabe Davis in the arms. Should have caught that. Um, the one in the first quarter on their very first drive, it was a third, I want to say four. And he went over the top to Steph Diggs. Diggs was open. That's a touchdown, but he just overthrew it. The plays are there to be made. The guys just simply are not executing. And it's kind of been the issue, in my opinion, most of the season. Uh, you mentioned Steph Diggs, but uh, the uh, but uh, it seemed like uh, Stefan Diggs was very frustrating yesterday. I don't know if he was frustrated at Allen or the play column, but uh, 
do you do you think Dix was was mad a that the Bills will lose in before the Super Bowl again? Do you think he was mad at the quarterback or maybe the play calling? I I don't know. <laughs> I he's a very animated player, and on the sidelines, the from. The way it looked to me when Diggs was kind of throwing his arms up, Allen's not even responding. He's just sitting there, head down, talking to whoever was sitting next to him. I don't know if that was Diggs, like, trying to get the whole team involved. I don't know if he was yelling specifically at Allen. Um, you know, none of the players have really made too many comments as far as the play calling. Uh, there were some statements here and there that you can kind of say, mm, was that kind of a dig? Uh, not really a dig, but just – a pointed statement towards Ken Dorsey because like earlier today, in fact, during the press conference, Allen said, we've got to do a better job of getting digs the ball. That ultimately kind of comes down to the play calling and, and the OC designing plays to get your star players and get them in the open space to get the ball in their hands. I, you watched the, the game yesterday, I believe it was the Dallas game and uh, uh, Debo Samuel, they're running jet sweeps with him and getting him the ball. They're throwing screens and things like that. They're getting the ball into their playmakers' hands, and that's what we are not really seeing with with the Bills. And I don't know – I don't know if it's a scheme thing. I don't know if it's a play calling. I I mean, I, I don't know. I've never been a coach, so I can't really say for sure. Yeah, I even saw the Cowboys run CD Lamb on a few jet sweeps and yeah. get the ball – get the ball in his hand. I mean, yeah, Steph Diggs may be a possession wide receiver, but try anything. Yeah, and we've got guys on that line or on the offensive side of the ball. Isaiah McKenzie, Kalusha Kier's very good in the open space. Uh, those two guys, in the past, we've seen McKenzie on those jet sweeps quite a bit. Uh, with Dorsey, those kind of disappeared. So, I, I don't know. I, I really do think that there's a learning curve here for Dorsey. And I think going forward, they'll be fine. They'll take this off season to learn and develop a better idea and identity going forward. Um, but, but we'll see. I mean, if we see more of the same, it's, it's hard to say because you're looking at an offense that was top five in the league, right? They were, I believe, second, third in scoring. I, it, it's there. They're making the plays and they're putting up the points, but it just feels like it's kind of choppy, like very up and down all season long. Yeah, one thing I've also noticed, it seems like offensive line coaches have got a huge advantage, particularly in the playoffs. And there were eight coaches on the sidelines for the Vichon weekend. Seven of them with an offensive background. Only one defensive line head coach, and he's for you guys. Sean McDermott, <laughs> so do you believe that Sean McDermott's Defensive mind and background hurt the Bills because I don't know what it is, but the Bills can't get an offensive line, can't get a running game unless Josh Allen is running over or running through defenders. And I, I don't know what Buffalo's game plan yet was yesterday, but Paul Dunn has got to come on the coach because, I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but it seemed like every other team outside maybe the Giants brought a pretty decent game plan. Even the Cowboys' game plan was somewhat decent, not for that being inaccurate, yeah. inaccurate at quarterback. I think the blame comes down to everybody, the whole team, the, the coaching staff, the players. Like I said, and, I, and I've said this many times, at the end of the day, it comes down to the players executing. 
you know, the football in its simplest form is very basic. Beat the guy across from you. If you do that, if the guys win their battles, their individual battles and do individually what they're supposed to do, theoretically, the plays should work. But we're not seeing that. We, we haven't been seeing that. And most of that, to me, is coming up front. The offensive line is simply not opening up the holes consistently enough for the running game. So even when we do run it, we're finding that the guys are running into the linemen. Uh, Josh, you give him time. I'm sorry. He's going to he's going to rip apart any defense. Right. Those receivers will get open. He'll find the open guy. He can throw anywhere on the field, but he just does not have time. And like I said, teams are figuring out ways to keep him in the pocket so he can't run those off uh, off script plays. And when they do that and like I said, then they can close in the pocket around him. It does make it difficult. Um, we saw a couple of plays yesterday where he had guys open. He just couldn't get it to him. He didn't have time. So, and so even to that falls partially on on um, Brandon Bean. Like he's done a really good job in the drafts, but for whatever reason, when it comes to the offensive and defensive lines, they're struggling to find those pieces. Now, it obviously, doesn't help to lose Von Miller. Von Miller is a huge piece on that defensive side because. Uh, Oliver was getting double teamed constantly in that game. And Oliver's just not good enough to beat those double teams. He's not an Aaron Donald. Nobody is, right? So they need to find ways to get him off those double teams and get him more in one-on-one where he can win. But it's hard to do that when you don't have a Von Miller on the field to get that attention off of him. And the rest of the defensive front is just not good enough to, you know, win consistently on one-on-one battles anyways. So um, even with the backup linemen, I mean, there was some concern because we saw it against Miami. There were backup linemen in that game, too, and Buffalo just could not take advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, could it could it also be a problem with, you know, not knowing offense line? Because a coach who a lot of people like, Mike Tomlin, can't, can't get the offensive line situated in Pittsburgh, and yet, the Bills, with Sean McDermott being there, what, six years, cannot get the offensive line situated. And yet, how the Bengals only gave one sack, and Jerry Burrow was like, doop, 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 doop. <laughs> with three linemen out is a miracle. Yeah. It is. I There's one, I think, is just purely talent. I don't know that guys like Epinesa, Basham, Basham's in year two of his career, so we'll, you know, wait and see on him but guys like Epinesa this was his I believe third or fourth year he should be flashing more than he is um, Oliver being a, a top 10 draft pick I, I feel like he should be doing more than he does uh, like he Gregory, does really well Gregory Rousseau Greg uh, yeah he, I do like Rousseau I think he's the one uh, bright spot on that line but he's only in year two just finishing up his, his second year so I think you're going to see more from him next season. But – and then also losing Daquan Jones yesterday. Uh, he did not play. He's a 300-pound-plus lineman who could have helped with those double teams uh, because he's one of those guys that if you get him on one-on-one, he can beat those. He can push pressure up the middle of that, that front. Um, so that was a huge miss as well. Um, for those guys. So it, to me, it all came down to the, to the defensive line. They just could not get any pressure. They could not stop mixing. They just, they were just weren't there and they couldn't do anything about it. 
Do you think that Brian Dable's absence contributed to Josh Allen's struggles, particularly the second half of the season? Because it seemed like Josh Allen was making too many mistakes. I mean, he made through a couple interceptions. I mean, the Minnesota game, the first Miami, even the first Jet game, where Allen made mistakes. They didn't. Do you think that Brian Dable not being there hurt Josh Allen? Because, I mean, he turned Daniel Jones into a somewhat decent quarterback. <laughs> you know, I, that's that's hard to say. Um, I think it really comes down more to the plays that are being called. I, I, I think Ken Dorsey is an aggressive play caller, which plays right into the type of player that Josh Allen is. Dayball was more of like almost like the counterweight to the aggressiveness that Josh is. Josh wants to pull the ball, push the ball down the field. That's what he wants to do. We've seen it his whole career, even when he was at Wyoming. Um, so Dayball was good at kind of like countering that. So, you know, giving them a good balance. Whereas you got two personalities with Dorsey and, and Allen that are similar and they just want to push the ball down the field and, and make the big plays. And I think sometimes that gets you in trouble. Um, one of my kind of goals this offseason is to kind of go back and look at all every one of Allen's turnovers because I'm curious to see where exactly they occurred. Were they down the field? Were they, um, you know, through receivers' hands? You know, that kind of thing. Like the one against uh, with Miami last week when uh, he threw it to Beasley. Uh, that was in Beasley's chest. And, I mean, you can contend that maybe it was P.I., maybe not. But either way, that's not on Allen. So I'm just kind of curious to kind of go back and see – were these all bad decisions on Allen's part? Were these just the receiver not being where they were supposed to be? Were these just like, what are you doing, Allen type moments? Um, how many of them were 20 plus yards down the field? You know, things like that. So I, I, I do to to extent think it was day ball, but at the end of the day, Allen, he needs to learn how to rein it in himself and not depend on somebody else to do that for him. Uh, yeah, and uh, you think I think it was like a third the end of the Minnesota game where he somehow fumbled the ball and the Vikings got a touch on I me. Mean, that that wouldn't have happened with Brian Dable last year, right? I, I that's just one of those freak things. I think that happens regardless. I don't care if you got Vince Lombardi. I, that's just something that one in a million. It just happens. Uh, you know. I have, have to say this many times as we he would have quarterback sneaked Josh Allen on that play. <laughs> that might be true. Uh well, and I think that was the the idea. Just the ball never got secured on the snap and ended up on the ground. Um, and from what I've seen, that the ball was was there. It was a good snap. Just for whatever reason, Allen just didn't didn't grip it. But those things happen sometimes. So I, I don't, yeah, I don't put that on on day ball. So or not Dayball, but Dorsey. <laughs> so three straight, I don't know if you call them early, but two playoff exits to the Chiefs, one in the AC championship, one in that crazy division run last year, and then probably and then an earlier exit that a lot of people th- would have thought of this year. So despite having Josh Allen and an Uko Talent and Roster, the Bills have not been in a Super Bowl. In almost 30 years. So is this has this Bill's three-year run been a 
disappointment? And do you think the Bills Super Bowl window is still open? Definitely not a disappointment. Um, I've been a fan of this team since 1988. So I remember the Super Bowl years. Uh, I remember what that was like. I know how hard it is to get there. I lived through the 17-year playoff drought. Give me the last three years over the 17 years playoff drought any day of the week. Just knowing that your team is a playoff team and a Super Bowl contender year out and year in and year out, I'll take that any day. Now, I do think they'll eventually get in there. One, th- one of the things that makes me uh, optimistic in that is we have owners, we have a general manager, we have a coach that will not rest. They will continue to tinker and they will continue to bring in players until they get it right and, and get there. Um, I think there are some owners in the league that just don't care enough. So they're not going to really, you know, pony up the money, if you will, uh, for those signing bonuses. And they're just, you know, uh, we don't have that here. This team, they've got a new stadium coming, uh, new facilities. I think every single offseason they're going to sit down and look at, okay, that didn't work. What do we need to do? There's never, they're never just going to settle. And to all of the people out there, as far as Bill's Mafia goes, it's calling for McDermott's firing, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. I just kind of liken it to, I'm a baseball fan too, Cincinnati Reds. And they are atrocious right now. <laughs> and I remember uh, with Dusty Baker was our manager. We were a playoff team. Uh, did we go to the World Series? Nope, didn't get quite get there. And because of that, they fired Dusty Baker. And I remember then thinking that the grass is not always greener. This team has been so bad since then. They have not returned to the playoffs since then. So you can't just, okay, you're not getting the, the, to the Super Bowl. So we're going to fire you. 31 other teams or 30 other teams don't make it either. Hey, are you going to fire all of them? You just, you have to keep, when you have a coach like McDermott, you just got to keep trying. You got to keep bringing in the pieces here. You got to keep doing this and doing that until you get there. Because look at the 17-year drought. How many coaches did we go through? We have a guy who can win. Don't start over. Don't don't start another 17-year drought. Let's let's not go there. Uh, so how would you change the bills? Because how would you? What changes would you make with the bills? Would you would you want the bills to invest on their offense line? Maybe get another running game going. So then Josh Allen is not Josh Allen su- Superman to the rescue every Sunday. Yeah, I I want to see an investment in the offensive line. I, you take the I mean the Bengals, good example that probably cost them the Super Bowl last year because they just didn't have a very good line. They were, you know, fortunate in the playoffs that it didn't come back and haunt them. Like, uh, who was it that they beat? I'm trying to remember before Tennessee. They gave up, I think, Tennessee. They gave up seven sacks to Tennessee. That never happens. Was it nine? That never happens. Give up that many sacks and you still win the games. I. So they went on the offseason and said, we're going to put some money into it. We're going to fix that. Same thing with the Chiefs a year prior. They got destroyed by Tampa Bay because Patrick Mahomes is running for his life. I don't care who the quarterback is. If they don't have time and they're running for their life, they're going to have a hard time beating anybody. So I, I want to see the Bills do that this year. I'm not saying necessarily they need to blow up the whole offensive line because I do think Deion Dawkins is fine. I do think Mitch Morris is fine, although he may retire given the, the concussion history. We'll have to wait and see. Um, 
the book is still out on Spencer Brown. He's just year two. So we'll see what happens next year. I think the interior, though, the two guards, if they can get those two spots squared away with some solid guys in there, whether it's to the draft, free agency, whatever, uh, I think that will hit, pay huge dividends going forward, even for the running game. Even if they only run it 20 times, you know, get four to five yards of carry, that's fine. Uh, this is a pass-first team, and I'm totally fine with that. They, they've got to protect Allen better. They have to, or his career is not going to last long, for one. And two, we're going to keep running into this in the in the uh, postseason where we're going up against good teams like the Bengals who can sling it all over the field, and you've got to disrupt Burroughs. It's the only way that they're going to get it done in the playoffs. They've got to improve that offensive line and the defensive line. Line play matters, especially when it gets to December, January, and now February, because if you if you can protect your quarterback and get after the other team's quarterback, guess what? There are three. There might not be just two good quarterbacks or three good quarterbacks in the AC, but you look at Justin Herbert. The Chargers could have forgive him a head coach, and uh, my Jags with Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, you imagine what the Chargers would do with uh, Sean Payton as a head coach, but we'll save that for another day. <laughs> I'm with you, actually. I'm surprised he hasn't been fired personally, but that's just me. <laughs> well, we know. Well, talk about owners that uh, maybe the Spanos family could uh, need a talking about <laughs> coaches. I mean, the Chargers fired Marty Schottenheimer after they went 14 2 one year, but. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, get an offensive line, get a running game, and hope Von Miller's Von Miller again off the twenty ACL because I think I I think Josh Allen's more than a good enough quarterback to play on the game's biggest stage. The question is, can the Bills put a team around him? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean they they need to stay healthy. And I do think had they been able to stay healthy this season throughout, that would have been huge um and i do like i said at the beginning of this i think the all the adversity they faced all season long it just was too much and they were running on e but i mean you get mike high back in there you get uh von miller i think von miller changes that game yesterday like absolutely completely changes the outcome because he is somebody that can take advantage of that beat up offensive line with the Bengals. they wouldn't be able to just double team oliver uh, it would have been a completely different game if miller could have played do you think the snow actually hurt the Bills yesterday? I don't know. I, I've kind of wondered that a little bit myself. This team's not really built for for weather games. Um, that's one reason why I would like to see the offensive line improve so that when they do have those types of games, they can lean on the running game. Like when the weather's clear and they want to sling it 40 times a game, cool, do it. But, yeah, when you got some nasty weather and the wind's blowing at 40 miles an hour, I know Josh has got an arm and can zing it through that, but even he's going to have some, they're going to be off target. So uh, again, you, I, you know, I can go back to the nineties, early late eighties and early nineties. And that offensive line that the bills had back then with Will Wolford, Ken Hall, Jim Richard, that line was one of the best in the league, if not the best. And the K gun is not what it is without that. Like you've got to have an offensive line. If you, you can put, okay players around a elite offensive line and they're going to be able to move the ball and put up some points. Are, are they going to light up the scoreboard? No, but they can control the clock. They can move the ball. It's, it all comes down to that line. That's huge. And it also helps when you've got 
a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame <laughs> running back, and a couple Hall of Fame receivers. That'll make any offense good. <laughs> but uh, again, I go back to what I just said. Like, if they can't protect Kelly and he can't get the ball into those playmakers' hands, are they are they Hall of Famers today? No. Like an offensive line makes an offense. Yeah, and just look at the team and look at the teams in the NFC and AFC championship game. Let's see. Eagles, great offensive line. Niners, great offensive line. Chiefs, great offensive line. And Bengals yeah. might not have the best offensive line, but Burrow gets the ball out of his hands fast. Well, at that Bengals offensive line, when all those guys are healthy, it is pretty solid. They did a good job, I think, of uh fixing that issue this past offseason. So Again, going back to Buffalo, I just I hope that's what they do. I, I I hope they bring in, like, if you want to draft an offensive lineman with all seven of your draft picks, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a bit, you know, overkill, yeah, but it's just kind of to make a point. They have to fix that. They've got to. And, and yeah, they've got to get some more uh, more pass rushers up front on the defensive side, too. Um, I'm not even sure if we bring Ed Oliver back, to be honest. He – He's not a game changer. He's not um, – I, I hate to say this, but he's not worth the pick that they gave for him. Like, he, I believe he was the eighth pick in the draft overall. At that spot, you should be a game changer, and he's not. That is interesting. So, thanks for hopping on, Ronnie. Uh, I'm, I'm – Deeply sorry for your Bills and all Bills Mafia, but uh, hopefully our teams are playing on Championship Sunday next year because I think a Jaguars-Bills game next week next year would be very interesting. I agree, and I do believe they are on the schedule, actually. could It could potentially be a London game. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, but you guys are actually hosting us this year. Yeah, that would be our quote-unquote home, home game for us so when um, the bills have, we have when the bills don't go to london the london jags go there every year right <laughs> yeah yeah in fact the last time that buffalo was in london was against jacksonville and we back when we had ej Manuel. Oh, so gosh. if anybody wants to complain about our coaching staff or team right now i just want me to remind you of ej Manuel and, and that squad <laughs> How about that wild card game a few years ago when it was what Tyrod Taylor and Blake Borders? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and people yeah, want to Jags fire McDermott. Were, and... Yeah, the Jacks were three minutes away from the Super Bowl. I'm like, the whole NFL world doesn't want to see Nick Foles and Blake Borders. They'd rather have Brady in the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, so thanks for hopping on, Ronnie, and uh, hopefully the Bills are in uh, Las Vegas for next year's Super Bowl. I hope so. They're they're due for sure. <laughs>